You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. You don't need to be tech savvy to record and publish your own podcast, but we're guessing listeners of Into Tomorrow would pick it up pretty easily. And it's also less costly than you might imagine. Plans start at just $12 a month. Go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com to start your free trial. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. For the weekend of Friday, May 7th, 2021, thank you for tuning Into Tomorrow during our 26th year on the air. And a very happy Mom's Day to all the mothers this weekend. The announcer dude already identified me as Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. Are you sure? I'm sure, and I hope you had a good Star Wars day and a Cinco de Mayo. May the 4th was with me. And my mayo is in my sink. Yeah. <laughs> Every year, Chris posts the same thing. That's my that's like my premium a bottle my of mayo in his kitchen sink, and he has to post that. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. Oh, boy. But, you know, this year, for some reason, I didn't even crave Mexican food. No. I still had margaritas, though. Oh, well, that's important. Because you, you, you always have margaritas. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Uh-huh. I haven't been doing any kind of alcohol, maybe one beer recently, hoping it would do something with my throat. Didn't help. Didn't well, hurt, but didn't help. <laughs> well, if you have enough drinks, you won't care about your voice or your throat. Well, that's true, but then I probably shouldn't drink and broadcast, though. Well, it'll be fun for the rest of us. Yeah, you'll be editing like crazy. Like, you know, is it about uh, 15, 20 years ago when you were uh, doing the show on pain meds right up the day after a back, major back surgery? I know, that was weird. I can actually remember some of that. Because, yeah, I was on major pain meds. I remember being brought here by ambulance. And you guys set up my chair with a lot of pillows and stuff. I, had, again, just had back surgery. And I said, got to do the show. And, you know, the show must go on, as the tradition says. Yeah, because back then we were live, and, and our yeah. uh, producer in the control room, their finger was sitting on the dump button the whole time, just in case. Did you ever need to use we, it on we, me? No, but we no? kind of thought we might. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't remember most of the show. Not because it was so many years ago. What was that, 2000, I think? Yeah, so I, I believe it was. It was. Yeah, so I guess it was uh, 21 years ago. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, we were live, live, and had to be done. So I, I remembered. And then I had to go back in the hospital two days later because they had to do it again because a, a bone shattered during this lumbarectomy or whatever, I think that's what it was, a lumbarectomy, and a bone shattered and went to the nerve endings and I couldn't walk. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> I just couldn't walk. So then they went back in and managed to pull all the bone fragments uh, away and I was able to walk again, thank God. But that was a weird experience. But I remember everybody was looking at me very weird as, as they were placing me into the big chair here. Which wasn't this chair because it's small. Yeah. It was a bigger chair with lots of pillows. and Holy cow, that was weird. Why would you bring that up? I don't know. <laughs> because now it's the vocal cords that are screwing me up. Yeah. Well, we got there because we were talking about drinking and broadcasting. Oh, that's yes. it. Yes. Yeah. So taking drugs, they were legal and prescribed, but a lot of them because of the pain. Anyway, we do have some tech news and commentary. Um, apparently, there's all sorts of things going on with uh, former President Trump being able to 
kind of do some social media. I say kind of because, of course, still banned by Twitter and Facebook, whatever, but is now doing something where he launches his own new communications platform. Yeah, which is at a website, you know, DonaldJTrump.com slash desk. And basically it's a, a whole page full of posts that he does where he puts his announcements out. Very, very, very similar to the tweets that he used to send. Mm-hmm. But each each one has uh, a Facebook and a Twitter button that will allow you to share it on social media. So I guess that's oh. kind of his way of, to try to skirt the ban. Yeah. But as you just said, they'll probably end up uh, deleting those anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, like, that's my point is that I'll try even to – to uh, retweet or not retweet because you're tweeting or Facebooking or whatever, just to see if they <laughs> remove them because he's not doing it. It's just a comment. But then again, a lot of people miss uh, the various and sundry tweets. Yeah, but I'm looking, you know, on this page, I'm just on May 3rd, in the span of uh, less than an hour, there's like five posts. So you see, yeah. there's, there's, there's no stopping this guy. <laughs> hey, you know, speak your mind and, uh-huh. and share whatever your thoughts are with the world. Warner Media's once controversial decision to release the entire 2021 film slate for Warner Brothers, both in theaters and on HBO Max, is increasingly looking better and better for the company. It's a good thing, because we've watched a lot of new movies that way. HBO Max gained about 3 million total subscribers in quarter one, or first quarter. AT&T said uh, that's a number the company should be pleased with. After concerns, HBO Max might have trouble retaining subs after a big lift from Wonder Woman 1984 in December. So they thought, okay, that was given given us a, a, a big boost in additional subs. Now what? Well, their decision to release all these other movies, theaters and on HBO Max, same time. Good move for them. Yeah, but they've got to get the subscribers while they can because they've already also announced that that won't be the case in 2022. And that was planned from the beginning. So yeah. it's, it's just 2021 where they're releasing the movies at the same time. So, so they're they, going to lose subscribers yeah. by the millions. Yeah. The, they've <laughs> got until the end of December to get as many subscribers as they can and keep them. Now, do you think they're going to release more movies, as many as they possibly can, or are they going to hold some? Uh, they're probably going to hold some. Mm. I'm still waiting. Who's who, who's producing the 007 film? That's been delayed like five or six times now. I couldn't tell you. I don't think it's Warner Brothers. Probably not. Yeah, Warner Media, whatever. So it's a shame because I've been wanting to see that one. And it's just and Mission Impossible, too, a new Mission Impossible one. Mm-hmm. Same kind of thing. Well, I'm finally able to watch some of the movies I've wanted to watch, but then was upset when I found out that they were exclusive to Apple TV Plus because I upgraded my phone. I, I caved and upgraded my phone to the 11 recently. But you iPhone But found after the fact that it came with a free year. So, you know, now I've got another streaming service that I'll probably never watch. So you didn't upgrade because of that? No. It was up, a bonus after. I upgraded because I could no longer make phone calls unless I was on speakerphone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Built-in Apple obsolescence. Yeah. But I only upgraded to the 11. I didn't go for the 12. I don't need the 5G. The 5G coverage in my area stinks anyway. How do you know if you don't have 5G? Because I have friends that have 5G. You're on oh. 5G on the same carrier. Yeah. You've been at my house. I got no signal. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I had one bar. Yeah, yeah. Or was that the drink you were serving? <laughs> that was the I, drink. <laughs> I don't remember anyway. The British Royal Navy has been testing using jet suits to board ships, according to a new video released by UK-based Gravity Industries. Business Insider writes that the tests were conducted over three days on the HMS Tamar, a Royal Navy Batch 2 river-class offshore patrol ship. So, wait, if you go in the ship, would you be into tomorrow? Uh, Yeah, okay. Uh, Okay. 
Royal Marines used gravity indices jet suit to conduct a, quote, visit board search and seizure operation, or VBSS. Oh, you showed me this video. Very cool. Yeah, we have to put it up on our site. It's basically a Marine launched from a fast boat tailing the HMS Tamar, flew through the air like Iron Man, and landed on the larger ship, dropping a rope below so that their fast boat buddies could climb up and visit the simulated enemy vessel. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and we- then a whole bunch of Iron Men joined them. Yeah, so we, we have seen the, the really cool video, and I'm providing a link to our web team, so it will be on our site if you stop by into tomorrow.com and look for this show for uh, May 7th. You'll see it. There you go, because it's got to be up there. Look look for Hour 2 during Tech News. We'll have that video up. It is very cool. Reminds me a lot of our buddy Dan Schlund, the Rocket Man, and it is kind of a rocket suit, but it's very odd. They're holding... I mean, they don't have use of their hands, it seems. They're in sort of rocket-propelled things. I don't know how to describe it. you got to see this video. Yeah, so Rocket Man Dan, if you're listening, I would love to hear your thoughts on Yes. This. Oh, do call in. Use the app. Do it however you can participate, Dan, because we want your take on this. Because no one has ever done it like Dan Schlund, the Rocket Man, has over the years and done a heck of a job. I mean, I'll never forget the Rose Bowl parade and... In Pasadena, and he made this incredible uh, arrival and so forth, and and having met with him in London for a big uh, promotion, and he was in Trafalgar Square, you know, landing, and so it's just some really cool stuff. But I'm sure Dan has had to have seen this by now. So yeah, we do want his input. We'll have to get him to uh, let us know what he thinks. Very cool. Uh, getting into gaming could help Netflix grow its subscriber base. And it's a natural fit, according to Saxo Bank analyst Peter Garney. He said that if Netflix doesn't see themselves only as a video streaming service for traditional TV, but as an entertainment house, they probably should do video game streaming, move into producing and selling video games. Not so sure how that would work for Netflix, but I guess they could. Instead of ordering up a movie or a series, you order up a game and and somehow stream it and play it, I guess. Yeah, I would would almost imagine they'd have to then have their own uh, console or something to play it on. I don't know. I'm not sure, but we'll follow up on that and see if we can't keep up with whatever's happening. And speaking of gaming, in a little over five months, and despite everything that's going on right now, Sony has sold 7.8 million PlayStation 5 units. Now, somehow that doesn't (laughs) surprise me because people were stuck home for a year. And they had to have something to do. Yeah. Now, the news comes as part of the company's latest financial reports, which showed that the company shifted 3.3 million consoles between January and March. At the same time, the company also shifted a further million PS4s, further bolstering the company's gaming domination. There are now 47.6 million PlayStation Plus subscribers, and the company reported about 109 million PlayStation Network users in the last three months. And while game sales were down compared to the holiday quarter, a greater volume of them were downloaded digitally. In fact, the only thing that they, that seems to be holding Sony back right now is its own ability to manufacture the consoles fast enough for people to buy them. Wow. Because everywhere you go, there's, there's all these stores locally, there are signs that the PS5 is out of stock, but check our website. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the problems. There's been all these a lot of these bots that people make to go on and buy them from websites as soon as they're available, and then they sell them for you know, a profit on other sites. But see, now that's the company's fault. Because they should say limit two or something. You know, fine, buy one for you and one as a gift. We get that. But letting bots buy up all the stock and then turn around and sell them for a profit on their own is 
just screwing their own customers. No, and, but I do know that Walmart had something in place. I'm not, I don't know the details of it, but I do remember reading that they had some safeguards in place on their site that wasn't allowing bots to get these devices. Good, because, my gosh, for how long could we only get two rolls of toilet paper or two gallons of bleach or, you know, things like that? So they can, they can control that. They certainly can control game systems mm-hmm. and not let other people make a profit. On folks who say, I just wanted one, just one for the family. You know, why do I have to pay triple for it? That's nuts. Even paying the, the retail prices is, is too much. Of course. Gosh. The space tourism market is starting to blast off. I see what you did there. Couldn't help it. Blue Origin, run by Amazon.com founder Jeff Bezos, says it will start selling tickets for its new Shepard suborbital spacecraft. They didn't disclose the cost of a ticket to ride, but competitor Virgin Galactic is charging around $250,000 for a similar journey. Mind you, it doesn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. just goes up and comes back down. So a quarter million dollars, and probably Jeff Bozo is going to do the same thing. It's going to be a route. That maybe he'll try to be more competitive because it's Amazon. So he'll say, you know, 249000 yeah. Well, do you really want to go to space on a rocket from Amazon? No. No. Uh, because while they have a good return policy, there's no guarantee. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you did there, too. Because, you know, I'm surprised Amazon has the, their own name brand for everything. Yeah. I, I This past week, I needed some new jeans, and none of the stores locally have open fitting rooms. They've all closed them because of the pandemic. Yeah, I don't so, think anybody around the country has fitting rooms these yeah. days. But. So I decided to try the uh, Amazon wardrobe. So I ordered a few pairs of jeans that are being shipped to me, and I'll try them on. And then anything I don't send back within seven days, they'll charge me for. So this is not virtual by computer, or you stand in front of a webcam and it sizes you up or no, anything? they actually send me the, the clothes. I'll try them on, and then whatever I don't want, I'll send them back. Wow. But where I was going with that is I found when I was looking for jeans that they even have Amazon brand jeans. Oh, of course they do. <laughs> <laughs> Worn by Jeff Bezos only once. Yeah. <laughs> so I just I, I found that odd. To find that Amazon actually has their own brand name of jeans. I, would, I don't know that I would go out in public in Amazon branded jeans. No, that would be sad. Just like being seen buying jeans in Walmart. Of course, they're, they're probably the same pair of jeans that all these other stores have. And they just throw slap their label on. But, oh, of course. But still, I'm going to advertise on my rear end for Amazon. That's probably actually the perfect place to advertise for that. It's a big billboard. Uh, oh. <laughs> Jim calling in via the Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com. Hey, Jim, welcome into tomorrow. Dave, I'm seeking to build a solar generator, AC generator, and need a 1,000 to 3,000 watt inverter, a charge regulator, and a long cycling marine battery. Where's the best sources to get those and shop for it all? Wow. Good question. I'm fresh out of all of those things, though. Otherwise, I'd offer to get them to you at a, at a discount. Uh, but you can obviously go with the everything stores like Amazon and Wally World, uh, a.k.a. Walmart. But if you want to get some information and support someone who isn't already a billionaire, there are a few stores that specialize in that kind of equipment. Yeah, for anything solar, any shop that works on RVs or sailboats is a great bet. Uh, they're real heavy users and have been relying on solar for 
many years. You can probably find physical stores around you if you want to talk to someone who understands these systems, and it might be worth doing. There, there are some things to know about the types of panels, types of charge controllers, and the rest of the equipment if you want to get the most out of it. There are also details about the installation you should learn, like what needs to be vented because it might produce toxic fumes, oh. and what needs some space to dissipate heat, that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. And, and Jim, online you can try specialty retailers like the solarstore.com or you can go directly to the big name brands like uh, Renogy uh, those have a big following and they have good modern websites with pretty decent information yeah depending on your budget you can also opt for dropship style unbranded gear if you get a good one it'll perform just fine and cost you less but the quality will vary so you might be better off with a well-known brand that offers some kind of warranty since this gear is really expensive yeah but kudos to you jim i think that's awesome Uh, i've been wanting to find a solar company manufacturer preferably not just one of the resale companies uh, to put some panels on my own roof and uh, and you know just give me some power maybe if it's enough to just run my air conditioning especially through the hot miami summer that would be awesome and i'll pay electricity for everything else if i don't have enough panels or something but of course the problem is you look into it now i'm bombarded by all these mom-and-pop shops, if you will, all these various companies wanting to sell me solar, and that's not what I'm looking for. So, Jim, let me know how it works out for you. Maybe I'll hire Jim to come and do my roof (laughs) or something. (laughs) But I like what you're doing, so good luck to you. And check it all out at intotomorrow.com. Are you drowning in debt? Are you struggling to make minimum payments? Did you know that on average, a household with at least one credit card struggles with over $15,000 in credit card debt? If this sounds like you, know that it's not your fault. Credit card debt happens to good people. Credit card companies lure you in with low introductory rates and low minimum payments. Before you know it, you're in over your head. National Debt Relief has helped thousands of good people just like you become debt-free with our Debt Reset Program that will dramatically reduce your debt down to a fraction of what you owe. Our Debt Reset Program is customized to get you debt-free in as little as 24 to 48 months with one low monthly payment. If you owe over $10,000 in credit card debt or even personal loans, call 800 21 There are no upfront fees or out-of-pocket expenses. You don't pay a dime until we succeed. Call now to see how the Debt Reset Program can work for you. Call 800-213-5082. That's 800-213-5082. As Into Tomorrow continues, you're having trouble sleeping Well, maybe these new hearables can help. With this week's Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute, brought to you by Dexcom, here's Alfred Poor. Thanks, Dave. Sleep is like the weather. Everyone talks about it, but nobody does anything to make it better. Most wearables simply monitor your sleep quality. But we finally are seeing some devices designed to help improve sleep. For example, the new sleep buds from Bose can't make phone calls or stream your favorite music, but instead they are designed to play sounds that are especially created to help you sleep better. Thin and lightweight, they can play any of 14 different tracks engineered to mask common nighttime disruptions. They also have 15 different Naturescape tracks that provide sounds from nature, as well as 10 tranquility tracks 
that use tone patterns to help reduce stress and tension. In tests at the University of Colorado, four out of five test subjects reported improved sleep quality when using the Bose Sleep Buds. The hearables will run for up to 10 hours on a charge and come with a carrying case that can also recharge the buds up to three times, which can come in handy when traveling. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Alfred Poor. Back to you, Dave. Thank you so much, Alfred. The Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute brought to you by Dexcom. The future of diabetes management is here. Be sure to visit Dexcom.com, D-E-X-C-O-M.com to learn more. Did you know when you call in and participate on the program, you win fabulous prizes? Now, here's the deal. If you'd like any of the following items, no promises, no guarantees, but do tell us, perhaps mention two or three of them when you call in. We'll do our best to get one of those items to you. For example, from Oaxis, we've got my first instant camera for kids. Oh, it's very cool. Backtrack C6 keychain breathalyzers easily estimate your alcohol level. Tivic Health, we had them on the show last week. They provided a clear-up microcurrent device to relieve congestion from colds, flu, and allergies. Yes, indeed. From Sylvania, Smart Plus Wi-Fi light bulbs. From Casely, bold cases for their iPhone with various designs. And if you want to hurry, we've still got a few TurboTax online codes left that are good for any of their products to help you file your income tax fast and easily. And as we speak, you've only got a week left to do it. Visit us at intotomorrow.com. You don't need to be tech-savvy to record and publish your own podcast, but we're guessing listeners of Into Tomorrow would pick it up easily. And it's also less costly than you might imagine. Plans start at just $12 a month. Go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com to start your free trial. Welcome back into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. It's our 26th year on the air. Our next guest is with a digital publication that covers internet culture and technology. Been doing it for some time, and they do a great job. Tech reporter with Mashable is Rachel Krause. Rachel, welcome into tomorrow. Thanks for spending a few minutes and coming on with us. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Dave. It's a pleasure. You guys are always writing fun things. And, of course, being fellow tech journalists and tech reporters, it's important to to know that there's always an opportunity to, to share knowledge and to just bring to our collective audiences some cool things that we run across. Um, and, of course, one of the things we've been talking about for the last year and a half or so is anti-social media. At least that's what I like to call it on the air. Uh, but more people these days than ever before are looking for alternatives to communication platforms, including things like texting. Uh, I've been a WhatsApp user for a long time, uh, but people are saying, yeah, but now we got privacy issues. And, and how do we know and what in your recent article uh, with uh, Mashable, how do we know where people can go otherwise? Yeah, well, there are a lot of alternatives out there to are the main big tech run social networks. Um you know, there's been a lot happening over the last year that has caused people to to kind of raise their awareness about 
who they're entrusting with their, with their communications when they're talking to friends and family. But that's especially true if you're someone like an organizer or an activist or, uh, and you, and you are scared about who might be, um, either looking in on your conversations for, um, like just, uh, law enforcement reasons, or even if you just don't want to be part of someone's advertising budget. Yeah, which I think is is the biggest issue. We hear from so many in our audience, I'm sure your viewers, uh, your readers, the same thing, where it's like, my gosh, I was only talking to a buddy at the water cooler about a kayak, and then all of a sudden I get back to my desk and I'm flooded with kayak ads. How did that happen? You know, and that's whether you're saying something in an email or on an instant message program or otherwise – you're bombarded by all these things. And it, aside from being kind of creepy, uh, it's just yes. weird how technology serves that up. Yeah. Well, well, first of all, there all, all tech companies say we don't listen to you for mm. purposes of advertising. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, when you say, oh, I was just talking about a kayak and then I got kayak ads, that's probably more coincidental. Hmm. But it's that more more of that comes from when the ways that you're showing your online behavior in ways that you might not even know about. For example, even if you don't, if you're looking at vacations, and even if your cursor, um, you know, ho- hovers over an image of a kayak or uh, words about a kayak, that's kind of data that you don't even know that you're feeding into the advertising ecosystem that will then be later targeted to you. Wow. And, of course, we've talked a lot about how if you're saying things like that near a smart speaker, air quotes all the time, uh, that it may be picking up on that as well, whether it's Alexa or Google Home or or Siri or any number of things. It seems as though we've had so many people telling us, oh, they're absolutely convinced because that's the only place they talked about it with a coworker or somebody in the family. And then ads were popping up. So it, it's got to be more than coincidence many times. <laughs> Well, that's just all what we, that's what what we know is from what the big tech companies have said. But really, that's the problem is that that's all we have to go on. And we don't really know how this big block, how this black box of collecting our consumer data um, is going into uh, advertising systems for these big companies, which is why people are looking for more alternatives that put privacy first that um, aren't necessarily all about a bottom line um, and selling products to people. So it's people are looking for, um, are putting a little more thought into who they're trusting with their communications. And that's a good point, Rachel, because we're always reminding our audience that especially with big tech, let's face it, we're talking about Facebook, Twitter, that sort of thing. Uh, you are the product. And yeah. <laughs> it's you who are they are selling to their advertisers, and that's how they are making the money. One of the things that a lot of people who have used WhatsApp recently have, have seen is now all of your messages are encrypted. So from your perspective, what is encryption and why is it important? And is this something we want? Yeah, so encryption or um, more specifically end-to-end encryption is basically – a term that describes the level of security that your messages and phone calls and video chats get as they go from your device to the person you're speaking with's device. Um, End-to-end encryption is the highest level of encryption, and that's great. It means that no one, not even the company that is uh, handling the messages, can see those messages. Um, So, for example, WhatsApp is end-to-end encrypted. However, what made people a little bit confused, but also rightly concerned is that WhatsApp recently put out a push notification 
telling its users, hey, we are looking at some of your data. Um, and that wasn't data about that is the content of people's messages at all. End-to-end -end encryption is strong in terms of the content, but what they are looking at is more metadata, usage statistics, um, you know, location information, stuff like that. And of course, there seems to be no privacy complete anywhere under any circumstance for any reason, unless you literally unplug digitally altogether. And it's 2021. That's not uh, an appropriate or likely opportunity for most any of us. That's a good point. Really, the only way to completely secure yourself is to go in a cave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and don't even have a mailbox outside the cave because you're going to get spam mail anyway, you know, <laughs> snail mail. Um, what are some of the platforms that have been gaining a whole lot more popularity these days, especially in this Mashable article? Uh, and why do you think that is? Uh, so the, there are a few platforms that have gaining, been gaining popularity. One notable one is Signal. Signal was created, um, in the early 2010s, uh, by people who are really passionate about privacy. Um, it's run by a nonprofit organization. The way it came into being was through, um, grants from a government organization whose purpose is to promote, um, tools that support democracy around the world. Um, recently, it got an injection of cash, um, and it's been able to become a lot more robust uh, and in the tools and services that it offers. But the point is, is that it's run by a nonprofit, and it's not selling ads. It's not selling your data. Its sole mission is to be a secure messaging platform. So every text you send, every call you have, every even group even group video message that you have is end-to-end -end encryption, which is again the highest level of highest level of encryption that you can have. And this, of course, as you mentioned, is Signal, and they even invented, as I understand it, the end-to-end -end encryption that WhatsApp and other companies are using. Yes, that's one of the great things about it is that they made their encryption protocols, which just basically means the, um, the, the way you actually do that encryption open source, which means anyone can use it. And that is what WhatsApp uses. Gotcha. What's your experience with another platform called Telegram? Telegram is different, and I would say mixed. Um, so the, the main difference is that messages on Telegram are not default end-to-end -end encrypted. Uh, you can turn on end-to-end -end encryption, uh, that's a setting called secret messages. Mm -hmm. But Telegram is also kind of different in the main way that it functions, which is that it's both a messaging platform where you can send messages to your friends or in a group chat, but it also kind of serves as a social media network because you can join channels, which are public facing, or you can join groups, which are more private and you need an invite link to join. Uh -huh. um, that can be filled with literally thousands of strangers. Um, and this is kind of great fun in some way, but it also is troublesome uh, for content moderation purposes because Telegram takes a very hands-off approach to moderating. In private spaces, it says it doesn't moderate content at all. And that has resulted in um, even groups like ISIS using this platform to communicate wow. and spread their message, as well as um, sharing non-consensual pornography. Oh. So Telegram is kind of great if you 
use caution while you're using yeah. it and make sure to turn on end-to-end encryption. And another one in this Mashable article that you guys talk about, uh, sounds like something from Mickey Mouse. It's called Clubhouse. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Clubhouse is kind of still in an experimental phase. It's only open. It's only open to people who have been invited so far, but it is really cool concept in that it's not about the written word, which is what so much of our communications are. You can basically join a clubhouse or a room where a couple people are hosting a conversation and you can listen to them if pe- if they can allow people to chime in, if they turn on your microphone. Um, Elon Musk just gave a huge clubhouse talk last night where he interviewed the CEO of Robinhood and really grilled him uh-huh. um, on everything that's happening there. But uh, like I said, it's only invitation. It's invitation only right now. So you'll kind of have to wait and see, although they have said they are expanding soon. Good. I I hope so. It sounds like a fascinating platform that many more people might want to be involved in. But now, Rachel, I'm wondering from your perspective, what should people look for uh, when choosing the best way to communicate with family and friends? Then there's there's so much more to choose. How does one know and where do they look? I think it really depends on what you're looking for. Uh, We have so many options when it comes to communication, and uh, it really just depends on your priorities. So if what you want is a truly secure uh, messaging environment where you know that your data isn't going to be siphoned off for someone's advertising campaign, then I have to recommend Signal. Um, If you want to have um, that secure level of... uh, end-to-end encryption messages, but maybe you want some more fun tools like backgrounds or more complicated sticker packs. Uh, Maybe you want the ability to message with businesses, then WhatsApp is great for that. Although you just have to be aware that it is owned by Facebook. Yeah. Um, If you want a hybrid kind of messaging platform and social media network all in one place, then you can go for Telegram. But really you just... I would encourage everyone listening to just think about what it is you want. Think about what your priorities are, and then there should be something out there for you. And real quick, uh, all of our iPhone listeners and viewers that have upgraded to iOS 14.3, it'll show you all the ways that Facebook is tracking you uh, on all Apple devices. And uh, spoiler alert, Facebook does a ton of tracking And apparently they're not very happy with Apple that you can now do this. Oh, darn. I feel really sad for Mark and his company that that (laughs) Apple's letting them know. Uh, Apple made a change to its app store that basically um, gives, gives a report to users when they're downloading an app. Here's all the data this app is collecting on you. Um, yeah, and obviously, yes, Mark, Mark Zuckerberg and co are not thrilled about this. They, Mm -hmm. Apple and, um, Apple and Facebook are kind of in a public public uh, public relations war right now uh, over who has the moral high ground on privacy mm. uh, with each company claiming it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, whether each deserves it, I guess, is up is up to the individual. Yeah, Mashable.com for more information. Rachel Krause, tech reporter with Mashable. Thanks so much for spending a few minutes with us. we got to get you back. Always cool stuff. Keep us informed when you've got some other really neat consumer tech-oriented things that you're chatting about, and we'll get you back on the show. Definitely. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Don't go away. There's much more as we bring you further into tomorrow right here on the Advanced Media Network.
Guys, by now, you've heard the great news. If you've wanted to try Viagra or Cialis, but were worried about the price, Blue Pills Direct can finally give you the results you've been looking for. Why pay almost $15 per pill when you can get the same results you need for only $2 per pill? That's right. Call today and receive 50 blue pills or 50 yellow pills for only $99. That's only $2 per pill and saves you almost $500 from your local pharmacy. Why wait? Call 888-914-4247 today and finally have those breathtaking, toe-curling moments again and again. Call 888-914-4247 right now and we'll rush your order discreetly packaged to your door. Just call 888-914-4247. That's 888-914-4247. Call 888-914-4247. Let's start off this segment with another fascinating, we hope you'll agree, into tomorrow tech tidbit. There's a statue of Nikola Tesla in Silicon Valley that radiates free Wi-Fi. It was done as an homage to his vision for wireless communications. Did you know that? I did know that. Ah, It radiates Wi-Fi. That could be said for any Wi-Fi router, I guess. But the statue itself... Now, I don't know for how far, what kind of distance it covers, but if you're near the statue in Silicon Valley, you got free Wi-Fi. Yeah, I wonder how he would Nikola Tesla would feel today about all the wireless power, because that's, that was his big thing about yeah, yeah. transmitting power wirelessly through the air, and he would probably be you know having a field day with the stuff today. Of course, and we're not even there yet, but there's so much of it otherwise going on. Some pretty neat stuff, and we'll see what happens. Just stay tuned into tomorrow. We'll keep you informed, especially about such cool things as wireless power. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by StreamGuys.com, providing a 24-7 stream of Into Tomorrow on our website at IntoTomorrow.com. Here's an email from someone who, please, if you send us an email, we'd love it if you could let us know where you're writing from and how you hear the show. But it's easier if you simply call in and participate. You can use the Into Tomorrow app, and then we just ask for that info as you do it so you don't have to remember. Or the new Ask Dave button. Be sure to pronounce the K. Ask Dave button at our website at intotomorrow.com. Can't miss it. Little microphone. Boom. Hit the button. Or the following phone number. 800-899-INTO, which is 800-899-4686. Anyway, none of which Bruce did, but here's his email. He says, I really enjoy your show. Well, thanks. I'm not a tech person, and I'm too embarrassed to ask my 8- and 10-year-old grandkids for advice. Therefore, I'm coming to you. (laughs) I have over 5,000 pictures, hard copies, and I want a way to put them together, then categorize them and send them to my family members to view. Can you provide me some suggestions? Well, Bruce, we're happy to do that, but let's make a note. We should be, uh, amongst other things that we say, like on radio, the original social media, and that we're born on the radio, raised by tech, we should add, uh, don't be embarrassed with your grandkids, use us instead. But Bruce, you can buy scanners that are made specifically to scan batches of photos with as little manual labor as possible. But now having said that, still your best option, and we've recommended this for some time, is probably to have someone do it for you. The scanners may cost you more than having someone take care of it for you, 
and you won't need to deal with managing the software and all of its settings to get the right results. Yeah, if you want to have a look at some of the big batch scanners, look for something like an Epson Fast Photo 680W. Otherwise, most photography businesses and even some big stores like Walmart will offer scanning services. You can also ship the photos to online services if you're brave and don't mind dropping them off in person. Yeah. Now, here's, see, here's the thing, too, is a lot of folks realize that you can fill a shoebox of old photos or something and get a company to do it fairly inexpensively. And it really is a lot easier. We've done the same thing. We had some VHS tapes and it was like, you know, it's not worth the hassle. Just send them and get them to send us back a digital version. Yeah, there are many companies that do this online and it's it's really easy because it's a flat rate. They usually send you a box and it's and it's not a number of photos. It's whatever you can fit in this box, they'll yeah. scan for a flat fee. Exactly. So Bruce, let us know what you end up doing, but uh, doing it yourself is certainly doable just may not be as effective unless you want to leave the uh, scanner to the grandkids at some point so, so they can use it one day all the way into tomorrow. Thousands of people contact InventHelp monthly about their invention or new product. Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Call InventHelp now. Best of all, the call and information are free. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential, explaining every step of the invention process. We create professional materials and submit them to companies who are looking for new ideas in your category. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review new ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We offer 3D modeling and animation, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to present client ideas to additional companies. Join people just like you who made the call to InventHelp. You have nothing to lose. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. It's your weekly technology auditory gem. Into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline, and this portion of your weekly auditory jam is brought to you in part by Blueberry, the most flexible tools in podcasting. Go to Blueberry.com and claim your free trial. That's Blueberry without the E's, B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. Oh, do check them out, because it's a lot of fun, and we've been using them now for our free podcast for quite some time. Love it. Did you know that you can subscribe to our free once-a-week tech newsletter and that there's no charge? I did. You did. I did. How does and I one? Do. How do, good. How does one subscribe? But wait, first, let's tell them what would they be getting. Tech news. Oh, that's one good thing in a tech newsletter to have. Yeah, you'll know the guests that are coming up on the show the following week. You'll hear some. Uh, you'll, you won't hear because you'll you'll read some hmm thoughts. Try to <laughs> either make you smile or just go huh. Or make you LOL. Like yeah. Some could make you LOL. Some of us like to lol from time to time. Very true. And, of course, we have uh, who's on the show that week. We even highlight a couple of calls coming up. We highlight some of the goodies that we're giving away currently. There's a link to the current uh, This Week in Tech History video for you to check out. Oh, yeah. There's always a, a helpful tech tip from Beth every week. And this week, uh, when a ransomware attack turns your most important files into encrypted gibberish and paying to get those files back is your only option, you're in big trouble. So we'll tell you about some of the best ransomware protection for your PC. Oh, and unfortunately, it's something that everybody needs these days. It's not just a matter of antivirus. You want anti-malware, anti-ransom. I mean, there's just all sorts of stuff. So among other things, 
That's in the current tech newsletter. How do you get it? Stop by intotomorrow.com. A box pops up asking for your email address. You put your email address in. Then you want to check your email because you'll get a confirmation link that you click on. And that's because we don't uh, share your email address with anybody. And we want to make sure that you want to be in the club. (laughs) There you go. We don't (laughs) spam anyone either. Sign up at intotomorrow.com.